RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, what's up? I am late. Hello. Well, if you're on the podcast listening on Progressive Voices tomorrow, you don't know that I was 15 minutes late. Sounds very loud in my headphones. How's it sound, guys? All right, you'll let me know in a second. There's a delay. My name is Tara Devlin. Yeah, we meet here every Saturday evening, usually from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we're rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, FYI Nation, Verdant, Square Radio, another great liberal, two, two great liberal, independent liberal radio stations or podcast stations that you should be checking out. Uh, yeah, so we'll say it's around, we meet around 6 p.m. Eastern. Sort of like during the week. I try to have a regular schedule. Hopefully one day we will have a daily show at a regular time. Wouldn't that be great? And maybe there'll be a producer, too. Not just me and you. Because the audience produces the show along with me. And everybody who's in the chat room right now knows that. (laughs) So if you're in any other chat rooms, if you're in Facebook watching the show or on Periscope or the other, I don't know, where the hell else is it? Oh, yeah, uh, Twitch, go over to YouTube. There's a nice, larger community of uh, cool people. Sometimes trolls go in there, but we don't have a lot of time for them. And Haiku gives them the boot. So, uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you. So the the chat room is at, you can find it at youtube.com slash C for channel slash RDT Daily Media. And there you go. Or you can search, I don't know. I'm sounding like very old Lucille Ball lately. Maybe this is the way I'm going to sound when I'm old. I don't know. I don't smoke, but I feel like I'm getting a raspy voice. It might just be... Stress? Who knows? Or talking a lot. Screaming? Probably screaming. Yeah, I would think that's probably it. Maybe I'm putting it together here. I like to, I have a lot of, I've had a lot of therapy, so I'm good at processing my feelings and playing it through. So, yeah, okay, today I was, we know how, what a, what a shit show we've been witnessing it's, uh, and, and, okay, a couple of things. First of all, um, we, everything I've been saying, this is what sucks. So I really do wish I could be one of those people that sticks my head or their head in the sand and goes about their business. But actually, when I'm saying that, that's not true. That's not, I, I, I'm not capable of, not, of turning away and being a sucker. And washing my hands of the whole thing. Because that's what you have to do. I, I remember after George W. Bush was reelected, and I, con- I also contend that he was not elected legally either time. Oh, not like this, this asshole in the White House whining and crying voter fraud or election fraud. There's a big, great conspiracy. No, 
the uh, we have proof. In fact, I've written an article. I wrote an article about this years ago. About it was actually it was called treason is just another um, election strategy to the Republican. Well, I called them Republicans at the time, and. I went through how George Bush wasn't elected in 2002, just like he wasn't elected in 2000. When, uh, when was it? When he, when he beat, when he was, um, when he was appointed to the presidency by the Supreme Court. We all know that, but he didn't. There, there's a whole bunch of um, there was uh, evidence that point, and we can. You guys, if you ever read Brad Blog, he's um, got his finger on the pulse of this, of election fraud. And uh, the electronic voting machines, how dangerous they are and how easily hacked they are. So, but that's not what I want to talk about tonight. This, um, what we're watching play out here with Twitter, 100%. I've been saying this all along. This is Republicans destroying America, destroying democracy. They will still wave the flag of America. Of course they will. And they'll still wear their stupid tri-cornered hats and pretend they're patriots. And they'll have their ugly T-shirts that with eagles and shit that says these colors don't run, although they're the, the, the biggest cowards going. But we won't have a constitutionally limited democratic democratic republic because they're chain they're, they're trying to overthrow this election, just like they we, what he's been saying all along. All day I've been hearing minions of this uh, this orange fascist asshole go on television and, and talk about. We want this to go to the Supreme Court. We, we're getting, and that's the strategy here. Every, every judge that is throwing them out of court with prejudice, they're, um, they're saying that these judges are all compromised. And even though some of these judges, the, the, the thing that's so annoying is that they have to tell us, oh, well, these are Trump appointees, and as if they give validity to um, the fact that we're all just in it, that everyone is only in it for partisan reasons, for personal partisan reasons. Now, um, I often contend, what what would those partisan reasons be? If you're a Republican, if you're on the right wing, those personal partisan reasons would be money and power. They don't care what kind of government we have, who, who fought, bled, and died for a constitutionally limited democratic republic. They don't give a shit. We could be in an oligarchy, yes, as we are. And they'll be, they'll go right along because that's who they are. They are fundamentally unfit to function in a democratic society. So whatever, they happen to be born here. And okay, if this were a, any other kind of government, if it was a monarchy, if it was a, uh, 
autocracy, if it was, you know, any, just pick a government, a form of government, they would pretend, they'd be going right along with it, pretending that they're the champions of that government when they're truly, they're in it for themselves. And so what is, when they, when they insist that George Soros is uh, overthrowing the election, for, for, to what end? To what end? Because when the, to, when the Republicans get their greasy, grubby, grimy fingers around the neck of power, they enrich the rich and they empower the powerful. And they kick down on the little guys. Now, what do the Democrats do? What does what's George Soros's end game here? They never seem to play it out. It really simply comes down to money, money and power. That's it. So, if George Soros has his way, what is the end game? Everybody gets health care. The taxes of the rich go up? I don't understand the game plan. And I don't, um, it really annoys me that the corporate media doesn't ask these questions, too. They know, they heard Rudy Giuliani and the uh, rest of these fascist freaks that they saw that press conference, that train wreck of a press conference where he talked about Hugo Chavez and George Soros are uh, overthrowing the election. Hugo Chavez is dead. And George Soros, what? To what end? Nobody asks. What's the aim? What, what is the end game here? We all get to go to a doctor? I don't get it. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't think so. I wish somebody would, would ask them these questions. Because we could figure it out. It's, you know, Occam's razor. For the Republicans, it doesn't matter what kind of government they are in. It's always the same. The game is always the same. Make the rich richer. By any means necessary. By any, you know, wave the flag. Get, get your pocket constitution out. Wave it around. Pretend you know what's in it. All the while, entrenching power and wealth into the hands of a few. And that's the oldest game as old as recorded history. So what's, what's on the other hand? What, let me ask, what is the end game for Nancy Pelosi? If, the, if this is supposed to be this big coordinated coup against the, um, who? An orange con man? Forget the orange. Who cares? He's ugly. He's orange. He's stupid. You know, it's not about the orange. You know what it is? It's because he's, it, it speaks to who he is as a human being, as, as a waste of human DNA. It speaks to the fact that he's, you know, he's got to put this orange makeup on himself as if it makes him look better. Just sort of like he puts them orange makeup on like he puts a wife on his arm. It's, does this make does this wife make me look like more of a man? Does this orange makeup make me look like less of a ghoul? No. 
it all it does is show everybody even more how what uh, what a tedious little small tiny person and i say person uh, really i'm being generous when i'm calling him a person so i'm asking i i keep asking the corporate people on corporate media no one answers what about the why don't they ask him what is the end game for george soros if he's supposed to be this nefarious actor on the world stage, is it because he's a Jew? Is that it? Is that the end game? Because they don't answer that. Ask Rudy Giuliani, what is George Soros's end game? Putting Joe Biden in the office, in the Oval Office, if that's his, what he's doing. Um, what it is, what, we know what it is. It's the same old racist, fascist umbrella uh, of the eternal Jew. But nobody will ask him this. Why not? They're playing the fascist playbook. And here, this is why we've been watching them stuff the courts with unqualified flunkies. Now, they're outright saying it. We need to get to the Supreme Court. Well, I don't know. Um, just because you're uh, you you lost an election, they they haven't shown any any standing. They have no standing. Oh, you lost. Well, it's, I guess it's like Bush v. Gore. Because in Bush v. Gore, the the charge was that not, um, continuing to count the votes would cause irreparable harm to George W. Bush. That was the argument by him not being the president that he was supposed to be. Uh, he was promised by, uh, I don't know, the Koch brothers? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Unreal. So why don't they ask? The, uh, they all mock um, Rudy Giuliani. They, on, they all mark, mark on, uh, you know, on the corporate media, on the mainstream media. They were mocking him for bringing up Soros and this whole the 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 train wreck, the whole train wreck with the of the dye running down his face and uh, the complete ridiculousness and the, it's a disgrace. I'm I'm struggling to find the words because it is happening. It's we we've been saying this forever that. They will, um, you know, the end game for them is to ensure that, you know, they don't care who's in power. They wanted, what, what was the difference? All right, I'm, I know I'm kind of all over the place, but it, it reminds me of Karl Rove saying he want, what, he, what they wanted. Remember back during George W. w. Bush, they wanted a permanent Republican majority. And this was one of the things that they they openly expressed. And the corporate media, none in the media ever challenged that as if there was anything wrong with that. And there absolutely is. They wanted a, what's the difference between them wanting a permanent Republican majority to whenever it was 15 years ago or 10, how long ago? Who knows? 
life is flying before my eyes, like a, in a flash. But what was the difference between that, their permanent Republican majority, and here we are today, where they're not accepting the results of an election? That it was, he was clearly trounced. He won't believe, this is what his supporters, his, well, his, uh, his flying monkeys say, he won't believe that Joe Biden could get 80 million votes. That's because that's how, mu- how much everybody hates Twitler. It's not about Joe Biden. We wanted to get rid of the, the stain, the existential threat to the country. So I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm really beside myself lately um, for many reasons. One of them is I'm right, and it sucks to be right, because I've been saying it for years, that we're, the Republicans, they will um, destroy democracy when they have a chance. I have always said this. You notice what's going on. They, did you, who stood up? They're still not standing up and reeling this, this freak in because it's not because of, uh, oh, they're afraid of a tweet. It's because he's doing what they always wanted to do. He put it on overdrive, but we were always headed in this direction. Permanent Republican majority with an entrenched whoever. I mean, the power structure would be entrenched. And I have said it for years that they are rolling back not just the New Deal or the Progressive Era. They're rolling back the goddamn American Revolution by any means necessary. So I'm tired of it. I am tired of, I guess it's almost like, I feel like what's exhausting is having, is is seeing everything and having, it's like, I'm not blind to what's going on, but then listening to the diagnoses uh, of uh, those in the elites who, who um, brought us, who brought us to this point those who have the larger microphones and they, you know, they're hanging out in the halls of power. They see that this is a problem, but, uh, you know, they want, they just want to roll it back a little. They don't want to really do anything to fix the constitu- the constitutionally limited democratic Republic. Yeah. I- I'm looking on the chat. Uh, uh, slow tree says Trump will try to pardon himself. Of course he will. He will. And what will they say? Another norm, right? Another norm violated. Another um, line crossed. Is that it? Well, it reminds me of yet again the the end of the of the Roman Republic. Oh yeah. And it didn't start with uh you know julius caesar it started years before i think it was uh 133 bc i'll be right back hold on 
And all right, my name is Tara Devlin. But um, what happened at the end of the Roman Republic was that there was an attempt to reform the Roman Republic before it, because uh, it was it's what we, what we're seeing now. The rich had owned everything. They had everything. They had all the wealth and power concentrated in the in their hands and the citizenry were being left behind the average person and there was an attempt to rectify this situation and it would have possibly saved the republic but what happened was one line after another kept getting crossed and once you cross those lines there really is no going back once they started to, for example, in the Roman Republic, use violence to solve political differences. That was a line that was crossed. They were never going back once they, forget it, that was uh, a big line that we, and I, I contend we're not, um, you, I guess, we, are we using violence against each other? Not really. I mean, the right wingers are violent, but you don't have, they're not coming to blows in the Senate House yet. But that, give it time, really. They have regular uh, run of the mill conspiracy theorists in there, QAnon freaks. So give it time. It's coming. And what will we do? When things like that happen, we will be shocked and appalled. But there you go, another line crossed. It'll be, oh, well, can't we all just get along? Oh, we're not at each other's... We are Americans. There's not a blue state and a red state. There's the United States. We'll hear all this shit again. But the lines... If you let these, these fascists get away with what they're getting away with, then there's, uh, there really is no going back. Them not conceding to an election that they clearly lost. That's, uh, oh, is, that's a line crossed. What's going to happen? We have millions of Americans, millions of dum-dums, who listen to this con man. A con man who literally, it doesn't matter how many times he, he, he uh, exposes the game, his own game. It's, it's fascinating, frankly. How many times does this con man come right out and tell you what he's up to? Look, like, remember in, what was in 2016? Ladies and gentlemen, I want to make a major announcement today. I would like to promise and pledge to all of my voters and supporters and to all of the people of the United States that I will totally accept the results of this great and historic presidential election if I win. He said it, outright said it, back in 2016. And 
you know what really makes me want to vomit are the cheers in that video. Listening to the cheers. I will accept the result of the election if I win. And they all break out in cheers. And that's what needs to happen. You need to have your co-conspirators. Many Americans, even in the American Revolution, many of the colonists who lived in, in, these, uh, in this land, they weren't for the revolution. It, is, it doesn't matter to them. It's not like they had any great ideals. They're not ideologues that want to bring about democracy. Democracy is scary. Which is why the founders put in so many stopgaps for democracy truly breaking out. Because they couldn't afford that, to have democracy really break out. <sighs> Wait, hold on. And uh, so... Here's, here's what's pissing me off besides everything else is that we're already hearing calls for Joe Biden to pardon. If he doesn't pardon himself, if, this, if the fascist con man doesn't pardon himself, there are people calling for him to pardon Twitler. Now, Twitler is, the crimes are unprecedented, really. The treason is right out in the open. And he's, he is, the, it, the, the crimes, it's, uh, it's unreal. I took a screenshot of all, hold on a second. Where is it? Where is it? Yes, tax fraud, insurance fraud, money laundering, racketeering, and campaign finance laws. What do you, what do you think the odds are that Twitler used campaign funds for his own personal use. Anybody want to take go out on a limb? The odds are a hundred percent. Of course he did that. This is what he is. He's a con man. Tax fraud. What do you want to bet? He's you know lied on his taxes. Of course he did. Lying and, well, he's only paid. Not uh, uh, Here's the thing with the tax fraud. That could really get his ass in jail. And it might be the way that we're going to have to get him, like we got Al Capone. Because he, and, and Ivanka too. She lied about, she inflated the, um, the, what did she do? She inflated the... They were selling apartments in one of their tacky, crappy, roach-infested, gilded shitholes. And she told investors that the apartments were um, already sold. Over 50% of the apartments were already sold when they weren't. So she was lying to investors. And, you know, you can't do that. But she learned at her daddy's knee. They're liars and grifters, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't know if you're, if you're new here, but that's who they are. 
What are you going to talk about if there's no more Trump? Oh, don't worry. We'll have enough to talk about. Hansel. Oh, he sounds like another Trump NZ. You're a tad dramatic for three listeners. I hate these assholes on uh, Periscope. Well, listen, Hensel, you're, why don't you start a show? My God. Come on over to YouTube, you little bitch. I hate these, these Trump anzies. They always have the same insult or uh, attempt at insult. I don't, it doesn't bother me, you stupid douchebag, because, you know, it's three more than give a shit about you. And who will ever care? Hansel, when you're dead, oh well, the world will breathe a sigh of relief. And you know it, and that's really what you're, you have a problem with. These people, these people. All right, let's see. Yes, D on Facebook says Trump's only true skill is the con. His only fundamental belief is that the United States is the birthright of straight, white, Christian, in quotes. I'm putting quotes around you. You're Christian. D, men, and his only real authentic pleasure is cruelty, exactly. It is that cruelty and the delight it brings them that binds his most ardent supporters to him. In a shared scorn for those they hate and fear, immigrants, black voters, feminists, and treasonous white men who empathize with any of those who would steal their birthright, the president's ability to execute that Cruelty through word and deed makes them euphoric. Uh, you, uh, you're nailing it here. This is exactly, they're sick. It makes them feel good. It makes them feel proud. It makes them feel happy. It makes them feel united. Exactly. They, they're united around their cruelty and their, their ugliness. And as long as he makes him feel that way, they will let him get away with anything, no matter what it costs them. Oh, this is a quote from Adam Sewer. Sewer, Sewer, S-E-Sewer, I don't know this person. Should I know him? Who is Adam Sewer? American journalist, staff writer at The Atlantic. Oh, okay, now I know who he is. Looking at his picture. He looks familiar. Very true. And speaking of, here's, um, we'll be right back. Hold on. (laughs) This is Tara Devlin. Okay. So right out of office, right out the, the way they know, they do know that they lost the election and This time, despite receiving fewer votes like they did last time, this time they're not going to get to squat in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. So, but that won't stop them from trying to make this country as ugly and cruel and sick as they are. So, what? where is this? Hold on. Trump... This is very, this telling. It's telling about who they are. You know, they're supposed to be such great Christians. But as we were just saying, the cruelty is the point, And this is what unites them. 
And therefore, they're not patriotic. They're not patriots, okay? I, I will contend. I, I'm sick of this shit. Let's reach out to the, to the treasonous uh, um, anti-American haters of their fellow Americans. Let's reach across the aisle to people who want to drink your tears. That's what motivates them. Drinking tears of other human beings. Well, these fucking losers are dis- a, a, they're a collective disgrace to human DNA, and they know it. So that when they get together, they feel powerful because they know deep down inside how ugly they are and, that, and how inadequate they truly are. And they also know that when the world, when they're finally, when Earth is finally rid of them and they're rotting in the ground, that the world is better off without them. And they know it. They absolutely know it because they don't ever, ever offer anything to society or humanity, decency, dignity, democracy. They offer nothing. They bring nothing to the table. Prove me wrong. Show me what they bring to the table. They can't even bring anything to the chat room. You understand? Their their, um, constant whines, their so-called insults, they're all, it's the same. Do they, do they have a list of talking points that they can't, they're unclever or uh, stupid, tedious, redundant, derivative, childish, cowardly little nothings, offering nothing. And they know it. Which is why they would never, they don't have the balls they, they, to put their face, put their face out there, to do, well, to offer anything to society. They would never, because they're cowards. They're f- sitting on the internet, you know, jerking their little grizzles, go, <laughs> offering nothing. Protecting the ass of a con man, though. For what reason? Because he's just as ugly as they are. And somewhere in their mind, they hope, oh, well, maybe one day I can also be a, uh, a con man. I'll be able to grift and suck money from, our, from old people by harassing them out of their apartments, out of their Section 8 apartments. I'll be able to do that too. Maybe one day I'll be able to buy low-income or distressed properties and then sick my army of lawyers on people who can't fight back. That's what they think. This is the best they got. Cowards, bullies, useless, wastes of human DNA, and they know it. Hypocrites. Everything that they, that Jesus, the, the Jesus they pretend to worship, told them not to be. That's what they are. Everything. They're not patriotic. I mean, this is, they, they, they're tormented. They must be. That's why they're so ugly. Instead of getting the help they desperately need, 
and stop wasting their limited lifespan, sucking the taint of a dictator-envying con man who received fewer votes, a fake billionaire who played a successful billionaire on reality television. I mean, there's nothing more pathetic than being the, uh, uh, a fan, being a supporter of that. God. But on the way out the door, here's one thing that I, I saw. There's so many things that they're doing. They're trying to make it easier. Well, they are. All of uh, Twitler's executive orders. They're trying to um, fuck up the civil service and shove more unqualified little termites, roaches, and an infestation of Trump and Z parasites in our, in our body politic. So remember how Twitler and the freaks were all up in arms about the deep state? Well, they're creating a deep state of Trumpanzies that won't be able to be removed. So when we, as normal people, when normal people, patriots, Americans, with, who, who have DNA that isn't wasted... When we're trying to live and make this country uh, a more perfect union, trying to promote the general welfare over the welfare of a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man with a fake university and a vitamins, fake vitamin scam, we'll be encountering the, the virus, the Trump virus, in our body politic. You know, the deep state. And what, what makes me concerned is that, you know, Joe Biden and all of his, hopefully he won't be, he's not as stupid as he sounds, um, trying to reach across the aisle to these idiots. Maybe he's, he understands that he has to play the game. I hope so. And I hope, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick on these fuckers. Well, they like big sticks, we know that. But um, only when it's being used against peaceful protesters. Not when it's used against them, when, it's, when we use the big sticks against them. They cry, because they're, they're very fragile. Wait, hold on a second. <sighs> so, let me see. Trump moves to strip draw, job protections from White House budget analyst, from White House budget analyst as he races to transform the civil service. It's from the new from the Washington Times, I'm sorry. Not Washington Times. That's the right wing rag. Washington Post. Lisa Rain. The outgoing Trump administration is racing to enact the biggest change in the federal civil service in generations, reclassifying career employees at key agencies to strip their job protections and leave them open to being fired before Biden takes office. They want to destroy like they do all the time. Is this the action? Are these, are these the actions of people who love America? Answer me that, freaks. You trump whining freaks. This is the action? This is what you do when you love your country? You ensure that not only do you spit 
in the face of the 80 million plus who wanted to get rid of the con man. We're doing the earth a favor. There's a reason why earth, the normal people of earth, were dancing in the streets when Joe Biden was, was elected, when it was finally official. We were dancing in the streets like we had overthrown a dictator because we did. Earth, not just normal people of, of, of the United States, the normal people of Earth. Because your, your, your dim furor is a menace to Earth. Huh. The move to pull off an executive order the president issued less than two weeks before Election Day, affecting tens of thousands of people in policy roles, is accelerating at the agencies closest to the White House, the Office of Management and Budget. The Budget Office sent a list this week of roles identified by its politically appointed leaders to the Federal Personnel Agency for final sign-off. The list comprises 88% of its workforce. Decent people. They want to put scumbags all over the place. They want to seed the ground with scum, with the scum of the earth, who hate, the, who hate democracy. They hate America. They hate decency. Decency to them is, is you got to be decent to them, though. This is the thing. They're the fragilest, tiniest, little, whiny little bitch babies. But they want to hurt everybody else. But the, you got to be decent to them. If you encounter a Trump banzi, you got to be respectful of them. You got to play by the rules with them, but they, they, there, there are no rules for them. It's, it's power at, by any means necessary, just like their standard bearer, their dumb leader, their dim fuhrer. There are no rules. He's just, uh, just a liar. What do you mean to pay taxes? Ugh, taxes are for suckers. He, paying taxes, not paying taxes, is, that's what he said, makes him smart. Yeah, but he loves the troops, right? Who pays for the body armor for the troops? When they're in harm's way in the next, in the latest war of corporate aggression, your tax dollars, well, not his tax dollars, because he's, he's a parasite, and so are the rest of his parasites. They're all parasites. They hate this country. They're, not only that, they're confused by it. They're confused. Instead of using the internet to learn, to stop being confused. There's no excuse to be confused. Stop swimming around in the sewer of Breitbart or OAN and all your, your scum-sucking Twitter enablers for your fascist freak show. Let, read a book. Do something that doesn't that doesn't make the world worse. Here's a, here's another thing. Hold on. Trump loosens U.S. execution rules. 
allowing poison gas and firing squads. Are we great yet? It's bad enough, you know, we stand alone with, well, as far as Western democracies are concerned. Let's see, who's, who's, who are we with? I think it's China, Saudi Arabia, world, uh, how would I look this up? Countries that have execution. Seven countries, Bahrain, Egypt, Iran, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, Syria, and Yemen, and the United States. Isn't that a wonderful? Oh, well, these are ones that had carried out elections last year. Capital punishment by country. Hold on, let's see. We're, we're the most... Well, shameless hypocrites, really. If only they were really everything that they said that they are. They love life. They love Jesus. Countries with the most executions. China, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Egypt, the United States, Pakistan, and Somalia. And... It says execution totals were not known for Vietnam, North Korea, and Syria. These are our company that, you know, like my mom used to say, um, no, you want to know somebody, look at their friends, know them by the company they keep. So we're in company with China, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Egypt, Pakistan, Somalia, North Korea, Vietnam, and Syria. That's is that the company we want to be with? Uh, unreal. But at least to a degree, we try to, because we're such disgusting hypocrites. It's, all, it's like the pardoning of the turkey on Thanksgiving, which always annoys me. Because we have to, we're, we have, we know, we don't want to feel guilty. So let's pretend that let's part, we'll give this one a life or whatever. But it's sort of like the same thing here. We, we, this, this is a bunch of, you know, it's fascinating because right-wingers, they hate government, but they want government to put you to death. They don't want government to tell you to wear a mask to, save, possibly save your own life and the life of your fellow Americans. But you're okay with the government putting people to death? I don't know. It's all about us. That's what's so they don't seem to understand. Republicans, they're emotionally stunted, spiritually stunted. They, they really are. They're crippled, emotionally crippled, intellectually crippled spiritually, morally crippled. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. But they, that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to prove me wrong. I still, I've been at putting that challenge out there and that no one's ever succeeded. Because what can they say? They don't have anything. They don't have a leg to stand on, but they don't seem to understand. It's, it's because, you know, as far as the death penalty is concerned, 
It's about us. It's not about the them. It's not about the person being put to death. It's about us as a civilization, as a society, and all of our partners, all of our evolved Western partners seem to have been able to figure that out. I don't care. I, I know. If somebody hurt my animals, my cats, I would murder them or want to. Trust me. But as a government, as a, as a society, we should bring out the better in people, in each other. And especially considering all of our unresolved issues here in the United States, we certainly shouldn't be, you know, putting people to death. Because there's, there's, you know, cases of uh, innocent people being put to death. But as Twitler, for example, when um, the Central Park Five were exonerated by DNA, even though they asked Twitler, he had... Uh, released, well, he took out an ad in the New York Times, a full-page ad, to call for the death penalty for these teenagers. And when they said, hey, these are innocent kids who spent their, you know, the best years of their lives robbed from them. And what did Twitler say? That he wouldn't take it back. That's fine. Because, well, they, they have darker pigment. But Trump loosens U.S. execution rules allowing poison gas and firing squads. How do you feel about that? Poison gas. I know that right-wingers will say, oh, good. You know, then they'll say, this, is, this guy did that. Or whatever. They'll detail their crimes. And some people like, you know, I get it. I am on the fence, to tell you the truth, about as far as the death penalty, because it's, you know, somebody who's a serial killer. I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm not shedding any tears. But I do think it's sort of like I'm saying, we have an obligation to bring out the better in each other. And that's a real dangerous road to be on. And it's, and it's really bad company to be with. You know, if all your friends are a bunch of losers, maybe it's not them, it's you. So here, the U.S. president, well, so-called president, is paving the way for additional methods of executing prisoners who have been sentenced to death in the United States. The Justice Department has amended rules on federal executions which would allow death by firing squads or poison gas, according to a document published in the Federal Register on Friday. The paper says that the government can conduct an execution by lethal injection or, or quote, any other manner prescribed by the law in a state which the sentence was imposed. Some U.S. states already allow other methods of execution, including electrocution, inhaling nitrogen gas, or death by firing squad. It remains unclear whether the Justice Department will seek to use any method other than lethal injection. 
It's amazing. Why not stop? Why are we stopping at gas chambers and firing squads? Why not bring back the old gladiator shows? Sell some tickets. Really? Why not? What about, I, I do have some favorite forms of execution throughout history. How about b- breaking them on the wheel? That's a good one. Huh? How about drawing and quartering them? That would certainly send a message. Bring back the olden days, the good old days. That's how Republicans want to live, bringing back the good old days. It reminded me of this scene from the Tudors. Henry Howard, you will be taken to the place from whence you came. From there to be dragged through the city of London unto the place of execution called Tyburn. There to be hanged, cut down while still alive, your privy parts cut off and your bowels taken out of your body and burnt before you. Your head cut off and your body divided into four parts. The head and the quarters to be set at such places as the king shall assign. See, I almost did it again. I almost did it again with the microphone. Good thing I did it, though. You know, (laughs) the show. (laughs) It's good for the show to have audio, don't you think? Why? I mean, audio is overrated. I do want to thank, before we keep going, thank you, Jim, for your super chat. The lone super chat. It's okay. How many people we have in this chat room? We're getting a... I mean, we're going up in numbers, but I don't know. Whatever. Christmas is coming. I guess people are... They don't want to be patrons or whatever. I get it. It sucks. This country... Yes, I know. How bad... was? I wasn't muted for a long time, was I? It was just a second. All right. I caught it quick enough. But anyway, getting back to this execution to Trump. Isn't that, am I, I don't know. Come on. It's vile. Everything that Republicans do is vile. It's disgusting. Can somebody... Show me something. If there is a Republican on these chat rooms, um, don't, I don't give a shit. Don't, uh, yeah, yeah, I got two v- viewers. Okay, you got me. Uh, give me, show me something that Republicans have done that's decent, that's added to society, made the world a better place. What is it? Is there anything? Everything they do. Everything. If it um, allows more pollution, if it causes more pain, if it induces suffering, if it 
something, if it hurts somebody, if it causes kicking down on on the the vulnerable and kissing up to the powerful, then it's the that's the Republican stance. How do you really these evangelicals? especially when we're talking about the death penalty and what he's doing. I mean, there's one thing to say, okay, we at least we execute people by lethal injection, you know, because we're, we're humane. But now you're putting people in a gas chamber? Why not um, chop their heads off? I don't understand. Why not impale them on pikes? Why stop at gas chambers? The paper says the U.S. government can conduct execution by lethal injection. Oh, yes, I read this. Or any manner prescribed by the law of the state. The rule, which goes into effect on December 24th, comes as the Justice Department has scheduled five executions during the lame duck period. They got to kill. It must make Twitler really, it must, it's like a, must be a substitute for Viagra for him, really. And it's also like, it reminds me of, remember when George W. Bush, let me see, George Bush, they went to plead for Carla Faye Tucker, who was, who was executed under Bush when he was governor of Texas. And um, they asked because she had, whatever, turned her life around in prison She was, uh, she found Jesus and she was ministering to fellow prisoners and blah, blah, blah. And they went, and even I think uh, the, the warden, were, they were writing, they wrote um, George W. Bush when he was governor to uh, stay her execution. And he mocked her. I mean, I mean, whatever, call a Faye Tucker. I don't give a shit, whatever. But the cruelty of mocking somebody, they don't even consider the, the, the power, the awesome power that they have to take somebody's life like that. He mocked, he actually imitated Carla Faye Tucker. He's going, please, please don't kill me. Isn't that it's sick? What is the difference um, uh, between that and somebody who is a murderer, who get who ends up on death row for being a murderer, that taunts their victims? There's nothing strong about that, or and there's nothing commendable. <sighs> yes. Am I wrong? Yeah. Uh, he mocked Carla Faye. This is from the Washington Post. Back in the day, from the year 2000. For Bush, let's see. They're going to be put to... This is an article in, in Washington Post. Uh, where is it? 
Earlier in the campaign, Bush mocked Carla Faye Tucker, the pickaxe murderer who had become a born-again Christian and had pleaded for her life. Please don't kill me, he mimicked her. He mimicked her in an interview with Tucker Carlson. Ugh. That is so gross. Anyway, all right. They're, they're gross. So what are we... They, they have no business being in power. They, they're the worst. Worst human beings on the planet. You want to have a great country? You don't put a bunch of thin-skinned little sociopaths in charge. You need somebody that understands the, the implications of their power, that respects the power, and really understands that the, the power is to the people. Well, Twitler doesn't understand that. Absolutely not. He, in fact, did you see when he, well, let me show you this picture. He was sitting in the chair, the little tiny desk. What a baby. They gave him a little baby desk. The baby needed a desk. So, baby president. <laughs> that is great. Are we great again? What a little tiny desk he has. So he was he attacked the reporters. Let me see. Hold on. I know. Is everybody Does everybody hate this show? <laughs> Don't answer that right wingers. Oh, here he is. He gets testy with reporters. Well, if they do, they made a mistake because this election was a fraud. Just so you understand, this election was a fraud. You fucking liar. I'll be right back. This is Tara Devlin. Just so you understand, this election is a fraud? Oh, is it sort of like... Ladies and gentlemen, I want to make a major announcement today. I would like to promise and pledge to all of my voters and supporters and to all of the people of the United States that I will totally accept the results of this great and historic presidential election Oh my god If I win Just to be clear if the electoral college votes for Joe Biden will you concede Well if they do they made a mistake because this election was a fraud. Just so you understand, this election was a fraud. If, if the Electoral College does elect President-elect Joe Biden, are you not going to leave this building? Just so you... Uh, certainly I will. Certainly I will. And you know that. But I... A little testy bitch, isn't he? Fuck him. I think that there will be a lot of things happening between now and the 20th. Between you people, don't answer, don't talk to me that way. You're just a, you're just a lightweight. Don't talk to me that way. Don't you're just a lightweight. Uh, why are you getting so upset? He's just a lightweight. If you really believe that, you wouldn't get upset like that. You know, a lightweight, you'd just be like, okay, it's sort of like when a child you know, teases you, like when a right-winger says something as they all repeats 
the same fucking so-called insult as the rest of the right-wingers, as if they have one collective consciousness of stupidity. That's what's so fascinating about them. It's like the Borg of moron, mor- uh, the Borg of morons. But if he's such a lightweight, Twitler, why are you getting so testy? I'm the president of the United States. He says, I'm the president of the United States. Don't ever talk to the president that way. Fuck you. He's not. To, oh, well, what the? F- I, I'm sorry for cursing a lot. I don't. Maybe I'm not sorry. I keep I keep saying it. I keep apologizing for cursing, but I'm really not sorry. <laughs> really? Uh, I'm the president of the United States. Who the fuck says that? If somebody is um, has is secure in themselves, do they really have to act like that? No, they don't. That way, you're just a you're just a lightweight. Don't talk to me that way. Don't talk. To, I'm the president of the United States. Don't ever talk to the president that way. I'm the president of the United States. Don't ever talk to the president like that. Fuck you. You work for us, bitch. Oh, God. If, if the electoral college does elect President-elect Joe Biden, are you not going to leave this building? Just so you... Uh, certainly I will. Certainly I will. And you know that. But I think that there will be a lot of things happening between now and the 20th. Between you people, don't answer, don't talk to me that way. You're just a, you're just a lightweight. Don't talk to me that way. Don't talk to, I'm the president of the United States. Don't ever talk to the president that way. I am the king. I will punish you. Any man who must say I am the king is no true king. I'll make sure you understand that when I've won your war for you. <laughs> Unfortunately, our King Joffrey doesn't have a a strong hand to guide him and put him in his place. But that's what it reminded me of. I am the king. Son of a bitch. All right. Thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. You're too kind and too generous. Not too generous, but keep being generous, everybody. Thank you. And Jim, of course, thank you. Unapologetic, sweary tip jar. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yes, Russian bot on the chat says, Joffrey reminds me of Mayor Pete. He does have that Mayor Pete look about him. But... I'm the president of the United States. Don't talk to the president like that. Don't ever talk to the president like that. I'll talk to you however the fuck I want. Because you work for me, bitch. Oh, no, he works for Putin. And he's a threat to this country. Have, Have we caught on yet? What do you really think is going behind going on behind closed doors in the Biden campaign or whatever the administration? Do do you think I'm sure they're not naive? 
They know who the hell he is. The last thing we need, the last thing this country needs, is a pardon of this, of the criminal. The worst thing that happened, it, it's, it's like those lines that, we cro- that were crossed in the end of every, every republic. Here, let me write, I, I saw this quote. It reminded, I th- reminded me of what's going on now. And because when we were talking about the end of the Roman Republic, one of the one of the la- the last attempt to save the Roman Republic from itself was the Gracchi brothers, Tiberius Gracchus. Gracchus, wait, where is it? And there is this quote. There's a famous quote. I'm trying to find the full quote. And it could have been written today. The wild beasts that roam over Italy have every one of them a cave or lair to lurk in, but the men who fight and die for Italy enjoy the common air and light. Indeed, nothing else. Houselessness and homelessness, they wander about with their wives and children, and it is with lying lips that their imperators exhort the soldiers in battle to defend the shrines from the enemy, for not a man of them has had an hereditary altar. Well, this is getting off track. Not all of the... Where is it? I'm trying to find it. This is the wrong quote. It's about the quote I was trying to find where he's saying that they fight and die. Basically, they're fighting and dying to enrich the rich. And uh, I always say the more things change, the more they stay the same. And that's what we've always been fighting. It's always been the rich against the working people. And the working people propping them up. I suppose this is why they... Trumpanzees annoy the hell out of me so much because they're such dupes falling for really, truly the oldest tricks. I'll do more. I'll do more research on that quote. So, uh, wait, where is it? Hold on. Yeah. Another great show. (laughs) You're good. You're very nice, Richard. Just say that. Here's a, someone wrote this article, Michael Conway. Why Biden should pardon Trump and we Democrats should want him to. Really? Now here we go again. This is how we're going to unify the country. You see, they understand that the country's divided. They know that they, they divided it. They helped divide it. They enacted policies that funneled money into the hands of the 1%. That's it. They destroyed the American working class. They made the American working class the working poor. But I don't ever hear any of them, of anyone in in high office, save Bernie Sanders, talking about uh, the fact that there should be a qualification or category of 
uh, of American known as the working poor. But so they know that the country's divided, but they think that it's divided because we're not nice to each other. We're not talking to each other. What are we going to talk to the Trump and Z's about, by the way? You see them, you see how they behave. What are they going? They can't even bring anything to the table in a goddamn YouTube chat room or a Periscope chat room. So it's not about us meeting them in the middle to enact their shitty ideas. And that's what the Democrats think. And, and this is what concerns me. This is what they think. They think that they're going to, they need to, how we're going to make, uh, make America great again or heal this country is by uh, enacting shitty right-wing policies? Or Joe Biden saying uh, that he would put a Trump and Z in his cabinet? Yeah, because we got to have some traitors in there, too. We need somebody like... A, a somebody who voted for a tax-cheating con man and did it again. Voted for the con man again. For the con man who committed treason. Let's put them in the cabinet. Instead of, you know how we, how we heal this country? I've been telling you this all along. You guys know it. The long-standing viewers of the show and supporters of the show no. We heal this country not by pandering to the shitty fascist right-wing freaks and enacting their shitty ideas that have us on the breadlines. We enact policies. We heal this country by enacting policies that leave no one behind, that put e pluribus unum in action. That's how we heal this country. We tax the rich at a high marginal tax rate. We reinstate the estate tax so we don't have a bunch of undeserving heirs like the filthy Trump waste of human DNA cabal of animal murderers and uh, sweatshop owners and morons. That's what we do. And we use our, our collective tax money to fund education out of the general fund. So there aren't, a, there aren't things called a bad school. There aren't good schools and bad schools. Every school is a good school. And we're in it together. That's how you do it. We're in it together. E pluribus unum. We pledge our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. That's an action, not a stupid platitude. Show me. Don't tell me. Show me. We have, univer- we enact universal health care. So we leave nobody behind in sickness. We, we write regulation. We increase the minimum wage. We ensure that corporations not only are paying taxes, but they're paying living wages. So 
you know, we could start there. And we also, like FDR did, encourage the formation and the and membership in unions and working in uh, in uh, labor unions. That's how we fix the country. That's how we fix it. You're not going to fix people's hearts right away. People could still be bigots, and they will be, and they'll still be assholes. They'll still be dum-dums. But everybody in, nobody out, that's what it means to be an American. It's simple. We leave nobody behind. That's simply said. You don't heal the country by putting a, a moron and a sycophant and a lickspittle who has bad, shitty, kiss-up, kick-down ideas in your cabinet while the American people are living check to check. Because I get, I, I, I hear you. You know what? When, if we finally had, if we rebuilt the American working class, it wouldn't matter. Nobody would give a shit. The only reason a Twitler could ever get a hold of our country is through this economic disparity and all of, I mean, there's other problems, including another thing, okay? We talk about it on the show. I'm only saying it because we brought it up again, and maybe people haven't who are new to the show don't know what we, you know, what we're, what we're trying to promote. But another thing is re-regulating the media. All right? It's not... A, you don't have to be Miss Cleo, you know what I mean, to figure out the end of the story. Once they started to uh, undermine the pillars of democracy, of course we are here. We got... But uh, th- the thing is, we would have been here. We, we, we were always headed in this direction. Twitler got us there faster. But we were always heading in this direction. So the thing that concerns me about Joe Biden is he knows that we're fucked up, but does he really he does he really want to fix it? Does he know how to fix it? I don't think so. He's still talking about whatever access to health care. I don't know. Access? I got access to a Rolls Royce, too, don't I? Access. Because the way we talk about health care and everybody in, nobody out, the, the reason we're divided, it's so... Um, of course we're divided, because everybody is like... It's every person... Well, if you're a right-winger, every man for himself. That's the kind of society they've created. Every person for themselves. I got mine. Why would I give a shit about you? And as we saw in the election, when millions of people still voted for the con man, the serial bankrupt, the rape... I mean, there's women suing him, taking him to court right now, because he, they, they say that he raped them. And one of the accusers has his DNA. She wants his DNA. 
he's refusing to give it. And the Justice Department is defending him. Our, our Justice Department is defending Twitler. Just give your DNA if you're innocent, right? Isn't that what the right-wingers would say? All of these, these efforts, they, they still voted for him after everything, after the treason, after the sucking Putin's taint on the international stage, the lies, the hypocrisy, the ugliness. They still voted for him. The racism. Of course, I don't... I mean, they're all disgusting. Uh, from, the, from the word go, when he came down that escalator, spewing his tacky lies. His tacky, ugly lies. And that's... They love him. They look at him and say, he's our leader. This is why it's even worse. It's worse than we thought. And that's what's so... That was when he, he won, quote-unquote, in 2016, despite receiving fewer votes, that's probably what was so distressing to me, and I know to other people, that realizing that there are so many, so many ugly stupid, racist, waste of human DNAs, human beings in this country. And they, I'm sure, think they're good people. No, but I'm here to tell you, you're not. No. Any of anybody, any of you, you voted for Trump? You don't have to tell me who you are. I know. All I have to know is that thing. If you voted for Trump, you're either a dummy or, I mean, there's many things. You're a racist. You're, uh, that's really what it comes down to. It scratched the surface on these Trump Z's. It really does come down to racism. But there's a, that other faction, faction in the Trump Z's, um, those who voted for Trump, is uh that is that they are um they're stupid maybe they're they're not informed and they're stupid so i don't know if you voted for him that's all i need to know about you there's something very wrong with you and i think I hope that you get the help you need rather than inflict it on society, on us, on normal people, on normal, decent people who are just trying to have a civilization. Oh, my God. Is that the end of the show for Progressive Voices? Holy moly, that went by so fast for me. I don't know about you. Maybe not for you. Maybe it went by slow. Well, my name is Tara Devlin. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And keep coming back. It works if you work it. it. Work work it, you're worth it, and live it. Remember, we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. And we will win. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. 
I'll see you soon. All right, we're back. We're back, baby. Let me see what's going on in the chat room. Thank you, Stephen Lee, for your super chat. We're getting, getting kind of slow on the super chat. Yes, Claudia on Facebook says, the one thing all Trump Trumpanzees have in common is Fox News. And yes, that's part of the reason why this country is effed up. That's why we're divided. The Telecommunications Act of 1996, which deregulated the media, that's part of the problem. It's all of these things, which is why Democrats drive me insane, because they don't seem to, I don't know, do they, do they understand? I guess they don't. Maybe they don't know human nature, or I don't know what it is. Maybe they don't think that they are doing anything wrong. Like, for example, when Nancy Pelosi says that the American people need a Republican Party. What the fuck is that? That's one of the things, I swear to God, that makes me want to vomit. When, the, when she said that the American people, here it is. One of my prayers is that the Republicans will take back their party. The country needs a strong Republican party. It's done so much for our country. Really? What, has, what have they done for our country? What? They brought back gas chambers? What have they done? They funneled more money into the arms of people who will never spend it in a thousand lifetimes? What have they done? Anybody tell me? They, they, they fucking went on vacation. They went home when the American people are on the bread lines again. They done so much for this country. They lied us into an illegal war. That's what they did. And now that we're still in, made this world worse. They made it more polluted, more divided, more stupid. They put, I mean, look, they voted for this, this guy who put a bunch of uh, fascists, white supremacists, Nazis, self-hating Nazi Jews in, in power. They put a Betsy DeVos at the head of the um, uh, uh, the national, what is it? The, what was, you know, education. What is it? Oh, it's, uh, I can't think tonight. I'm all over the place. What is she? You know, what's that agency that, that Betsy DeVos is in charge of? Oh, it doesn't matter. It's education, I know that, but I'm just trying to think of the actual name. Secretary, oh, United, that's it. She's the United States Secretary of Education. That's it. Okay, fuck her. Um, yeah, they put that bitch in charge. They put people in charge of the agencies who hate the agencies that they're in charge of. That's why they get the jobs. They are, at, it's like 
putting the fox in charge of the hen house. Are we going to stop that? So every time the, this is what happens my entire life. It's been the cycle. And I've read about the cycles before I was born. Every time the conservatives, the right-wingers, they get control, they break the economy because they are not trying to have a country that works for all. This is why I, I really need Joe Biden to hear. God, Republicans, they're not, they're not good actors. They're not, you know what I mean? They're not sincere. They're not in this to, to make everybody, to make government work. They're in it to make government work for them. They're in it to figure out loopholes. How do, how can they get their, get their vig? How can they write a law that's going to make them richer? or their friends richer. It's not that they're smart. You know, I hear these right-wingers, they're always about, oh, business. Uh, they're all about business. Well, if you're such a, uh, an innovator, entrepreneur, you might be able to make a buck without rigging the game in your favor. But they can't. They They can't do it. They need to rig it. That's how inadequate they are. So, you talk about every time, how can we have a, a decent society when one half of the, of the society wants to dismantle the society? Well, you have a bunch of grifters duping the dum-dums who are out here fucking up, just making the country worse. And then you have the other half that is like living in denial about it. I don't know. It doesn't give me hope, that's for sure. And you know what? You know who's getting on my nerves, I have to say? Thank you. Oh, my God. Can we get... Oh, wait, hold on. Steven, thank you for your super chat. Thank you, Covert White Rabbit. For your super chat, thank you, Errol. For your ch super chat, Tara Devlin for President 2024, thank you. And Covert White Rabbit asks, can we get a Tara Jr. Jr. update, please? Yes, he's doing better. Thank you, everybody, for your love and concern for caring about my little Tara Jr. Jr., the Antifa cat. Where is he? He's probably in the bed bedroom. But I have an update. I do. Um, you know what happened? Francis Jr. Jr. got sick. So I think that um, Ray must have brought some virus in from outside. So I had to take, on Thanksgiving Day, little Francis Jr. Jr. It was the weirdest thing. He was grinding his teeth. I don't know if you ever saw that. Cats grind their teeth. It ends up that he, I looked it up, but I didn't know what the hell was going on. I thought something was in his mouth. I was looking in his mouth. I thought he had maybe cracked a tooth. He was whatever, but it had nothing to do with that. 
I've learned, I've learned from this experience that cats grind their teeth when they're nauseous. So he has a very sensitive stomach. He always has, has since he was a kitten. And I, it doesn't, you know, it makes sense that he's hit the way the virus hit him. It was in his stomach. So, but he had a fever and his white blood cells are elevated. I took him to the vet on, on uh, Thanksgiving uh, because of the grinding of the teeth. And I wanted to make sure it wasn't anything that was going to kill him. I didn't know what the hell was happening. So it ends up, yeah, they took blood and they found that he too has a fever and elevated white blood cells. So they're assuming that there's a virus going through the house here and it's probably Ray gave it to them. He lived out, even though I, I took Ray to, I took Ray to the vet and Ray had no contact with them for over a month until he got the okay. Everything was clear, but you know, he could have been harboring something. So he's like a little typhoid Mary, Ray, and yeah, kitty coronavirus going through the house. Luckily, it's nothing that I could catch. <laughs> some, I guess, some sicknesses can be, uh, well, that's how we got the coronavirus, right? It jumped from a cow to a person. So hopefully I'll be all right. But Francis is actually, he's not... 100%. So, where is he? He's probably laying in the bedroom, too. All right. So, that's what happened. But there are, Tara Jr. Jr. is much better. He's, he's like 95% better. But Francis is, he's not better. He doesn't have a fever anymore. And... But he is still kind of nauseous and stuff. But they gave him anti-nausea and all this. So hopefully tomorrow he'll feel better. Yes, I know. Play Dave says, feline COVID is terminal. Yes, I know. Because that's what they thought he Tara Jr. Jr. had. That first day last week when I was... I had to do the show on Sunday. Anyway, all right. Well, next week, let me tell you guys. Next week, the show will probably be at 8 p.m., because of a scheduling conflict. And yeah. I know. Thank you. Thank you, Errol. Get well soon, Francis Jr. Jr. And I will, I'll post it on all the channels about next week. So the show will be real. We will record a little later. All right. Let me see. What is my, sh I need a producer. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, man. Hmm. All right, hold on a second. I'm looking for this one article. I wanted to... Oh, yeah. We were reading about... I'm sorry I didn't get to this earlier before the friggin' Progressive Voices show ended. Michael Conway, we were talking about this why Biden should pardon Trump and we Democrats should want him to. 
if President-elect Joe Biden hopes to fulfill his pledge to unify the nation, get the fuck out of here, he should do the unthinkable and pardon Trump. Get the F out of here. Trump would, of course, be one of the least deserving recipients of a federal pardon. Fuck you! I'm sorry for the cursing, but does this fucker ever get to take responsibility? Does he ever get to feel the um, consequences of his actions? Why should he? He should be pardoned. Why? Because he's a big white friggin' gorilla? No offense to gorilla. I mean, he's a traitor. Treason is another day at the office for these mother effers. If he wants to unify the country, let's... Oh, yes, that's how you unify the country, right? By kicking, by spitting in the face of your base. And true patriots, that's who we are, the normal people, the patriots of this country. You unify the country by kicking us in the goddamn teeth, pardoning the, as he says, the least deserving recipient in, in history. His pardon could not be justified based on his innocence or his contrition because Trump is not contrite. So yeah, do it anyway. He he's not contrite, but that's him. You know, another line crossed. He gets to wipe his ass with the entire United States. And pardon him? No fucking way. He's setting us up for another civil war, and frankly, it couldn't come soon enough for me. Good. I, I, you know me, guys. I'm ahead of my time. I say it all the time. Break this country in two. Break it up. It's about time. I'm sick of them. They can go have, go, they can have their Twitler. Good. You can have no health care. Good. You could give each other COVID all fucking day and night. You could lick each other's faces and give, give each other COVID. You can have COVID parties. You can have school open. You can have all the restaurant. You can give each other COVID. Good. But think about it. I mean, on the chat, uh, where is it? Slow Tree says, no, Tara, no civil war. Why? I'm I'm not asking for a shooting war. It's sort of like when somebody is like, okay, we need to break up. Good. Not a moment too soon. Break it up. Let's just do it. You don't, no need to bring out your guns, Trump Anzies. I don't care. What if we had a civil war and nobody cared? Just break it up. You can have Kentucky. You can have, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll divvy it up. We can even keep your welfare 
for a couple of years until you can stand up on your own two feet. Keep your red state welfare. But I'm sick of them. They don't care. They don't want a country. They're destroying our country. They're not capable of functioning in a democratic society. So what do we do with them? They clearly don't want to have a functioning society. We're all supposed to go to them. This is what makes me want to vomit. Joe Biden should pardon Trump. Oh, he wants to unify the country? By what? Bringing us closer to fascism. Oh, we all have to meet them halfway, but they don't have to do a goddamn thing. You never hear Republicans, you don't hear Mitch McConnell ever talking about meeting Democrats halfway, do you? No. They, we always have to. You ever hear a goddamn Republican say, oh, sure, I'll have Democrats in my cabinet. Sure. Remember during Obama when that bitch... Whatever, I can't remember who, who it was. She, she got all this attention from the right wing after, I think it was after Katrina. And she put her finger in Obama's face. Who the hell was that? I could see her skeletor face in my dreams. Who was that? Yeah. The plucky Louisiana governor, Jan Brewer, right. Bitch. You ever hear that, her? Or them? Saying, hey, let's meet him halfway. Let's meet Democrats halfway. But it's always the Democrats. Being, being conciliatory. What's the word? Being nice. I can't talk tonight. And then she makes all this. She she becomes a rising star in the Republican Party by sticking her finger in the face of the president, the duly elected president who received the most votes. Remember? Who was elected twice. Who was there in Louisiana. He didn't say... Oh, did Louisiana vote for me? Who voted for me here? He didn't go to the, the to um it wasn't uh, during Katrina. It was during uh Sandy. Hurricane Sandy. But you know, he didn't go there and throw paper towels at somebody. Yeah, I'm I'm getting it all confused. Jan Brewer is from Arizona. Plucky Louisiana. I'm another, I'm looking at this. The Louisiana governor was Bobby Jindal. Oh, remember all the these people? It's oh god. From then that time, I thought that time sucked. Jesus Christ. Here we go. Uh, let's continue with this article. Michael Conway, former counsel, U.S. House Judiciary Committee. His pardon could not be justified based on his innocence or his contrition because Trump is not contrite. To the contrary, he is currently endangering our democratic processes. But let's give him a pardon. 
I swear to God, this is how the Republic dies. One line after another is crossed. Here it is. Here's another line. Pardon the fucking scumbag. No, don't make an example of him because that might upset the little snowflakes who are marching around with their M16s in Walmart and don't want to wear a mask. Chanting USA, USA. And they'll never believe the election was fair because their fucking dim furor is telling them otherwise. Directed by his hero, Putin. It's not, it's not a coincidence that the talking points from the, from the Russian propaganda bureau that the Republicans are literally repeating the Russian propaganda about the election. And, but it's, they've done this before. They haven't, they, they have used, they have literally amplified Russian propaganda, anti-democratic Russian propaganda. Putin's not an idiot like the rest of, like the right-wingers. He's not. He's very cunning. And he knows what he's doing. This is how you destroy a democracy. Oh, God. Where is it? Where's that article? Okay, Trump is not contrite. He is currently endangering our democratic processes by relentlessly undermining the legitimacy of Biden's election and thwarting peaceful a peaceful transition. Let's give him a pardon. Why don't we give him a blowjob, too, while we're at it? All of us, the United States, will line up and service him because, you know, why not? He likes, he'll, he'll be nicer then, right? Always got to concede to the little baby dictator. The wannabe dictator. Like, who said this? It was, I think um, Geraldo. He was on faux news saying that we should name the vaccine after Trump. Because, you know, he sat, he squatted in the White House despite receiving fewer votes and did nothing about a pandemic that is killing 250,000 Americans and counting 2,000 a day now, thanks to this fucker going golfing, which is probably the best place for him, to tell you the truth. He needs to be on the golf course. And he's, he's conceded he's not, he's never done the job. So now he's, he's stopped even pretending that he's ever done the job. So fuck him. No wonder Biden's initial instinct was to oppose granting Trump a pardon. He actually foreclosed this opinion or this option by pledging last May that if elected, he would not pardon Trump. He better not. But that doesn't mean there aren't a few good reasons to consider it. First and foremost, Trump's acceptance of a pardon under the 1915 Supreme Court opinion, Burdock versus United States, is an admission that he was guilty of the crimes. 
So what? Who cares? He's a liar. He'll never say anything otherwise. Rather, regardless, he could be sitting in jail. You know he would sit there saying, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. This is a witch hunt, a witch hunt. It's the worst ever, like nobody's ever seen. And a federal pardon wouldn't eliminate all of Trump's potential criminal exposure. Yeah, let's just give him everything. Give him the world. Talking about, earlier we're talking about the death penalty, how it says everything about us. It doesn't say any, it says more about us than it does about those who are executed, the crimes of the people who are executed, or the wastes of human DNA who are executed. Same thing here. This says everything about us. We pardon a con man? That says everything, that's all we need to know. We're done. Well, you better believe this country is done. History is there to teach us. Let's do to teach us the lessons of history. What is the point of learning the lessons of history if we don't heed history's warnings? <sighs> so a presidential pardon would not bar Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance from investigating and potentially prosecuting Trump and his company for crimes under state law. Oh my God. Democrats already know what the mirror, mirror image of that looks like when Trump called for the jailing of a of political opponent. He was justly condemned as promoting a vendetta characteristic of a banana republic despite the efforts of Trump's Justice Department. No way uh, no basis was found to prosecute his political rival. Whatever. Trump tried anyway. Exactly. Should Trump be pardoned? Oh, here's a a vote. Of course, it's an unscientific vote. 77% say no, according to this unscientific poll. 13% say yes. American democracy, and then there's people in the middle, so cannot tolerate the prosecution of political opponents. Yeah, I get it. That's why you have to decimate the Republican Party. That's the only way the, the Republic survives. I've been thinking about this. How? I get the point. How do you stop that cycle of... Um, prosecuting your political rivals if we we do that now against Trump however deserving he is he is he needs the he needs to be he needs to answer for his crimes there has to be a public reckoning that's the only way it has to be on every channel the crimes have to be right out in the open but we will have a, a Fox News and a Republican Party squawking on all their propaganda outlets. How rigged and what a witch hunt. And they will never go along. So the only way, the only way we, we get through this with the country intact, with a constitutionally limited democratic republic intact, 
is if we destroy the Republican Party. And the current Democratic Party is not capable of doing that. How do you destroy it? You become the party of the people again. You become FDR's winning Democratic Party, an unapologetic party. You, you're the party of reform. And that includes getting money out of politics. And it would never, I, I know, it's not going to happen. It will not happen. Get money out of politics. If Joe Biden really wanted to, he could use his bully pulpit to really, you know, make some effective change. Not just throw Band-Aids at bleeding arteries, which is what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Access to affordable health care. That's a Band-Aid on a bleeding artery. Access to affordable health care. Get the fuck out of here. I want to hear him talk about everybody in, nobody out. How you decimate the Republican Party is you use your bully pulpit, which, so what? They're going to call you, it's political? Of course it's political. You use your bully pulpit to reiterate incessantly what a danger the Republican Party is to the country. What they're doing. It's, and you get out there. You say, it's not just Twitler. It's Mitch McConnell. It's Lindsey Graham. It's them. They're repeating Russian propaganda. Uh, I mean, we, it's an uphill climb. But what Joe Biden is going to do is he will throw some Band-Aids out there. Oh, God. And I don't know. You ha- How do you get rid of the Republican Party for good? When we have people that everything is so corrupt, the electoral college is rigged for the right-wingers to keep us in the, under the thumb of a tyrannical minority that has no interest in democracy, that are stuffing the court. What about the courts? What are we going to do about that? And st- I, I haven't heard any of um, any Democrat say that stuffing the courts is another Nazi tactic. Oh, they call Trump a wannabe dictator and all that. that well, get, you, guess what? Tell the American people that stuffing the courts is not just Mitch McConnell's game plan. It's a page right out of the destruction of democracy playbook. It's right out of the Nazi playbook. But they don't want to do that. They don't want to be honest because Democrats, you know, they got their flaws too. They want to, they like the nice cushy wine cave access. And it's, I guess it makes it easier to sleep at night thinking that everything's still functioning. The system is holding, I keep hearing. The system is holding. Bullshit. Why do you think they're, they're going to the Supreme Court? The system isn't holding. They rigged it. Why do you think um, we're living, the 80% of the American people are living check to check? 
Is that because the system is holding? It's because we've been... We've been screwed by the same big moneyed interests who have always screwed democracy or republics, the people. Mm. God. Yes, FDR was dismissed as a socialist too. Absolutely. That's what they do, which is why another thing I can't stand with the Democrats. Who cares? Socialism? Smocialism. Fucking who cares? They don't, they, they need to educate the American people. If you say, when they call you a socialist, disarm them. Say, yeah, they always call us socialists. Whenever we're trying to do something for the American people, they called FDR a socialist. It's, we, we're talking about having a democracy that works for all, the general welfare. I mean, whatever. It's so, ugh. But we're going to watch it again. After Bush left the White House, after his, his disastrous pres- so-called presidency, lying us into a war when there were no consequences for lying the American people into, into a war. There are no consequences for that, so why should there be consequences for this? What has to happen is the Republican Party has to be decimated. But the, the, the Democratic Party is too busy rehabilitating the Republican Party already. They're, uh, they're the best friends of the Republican Party. Nobody tries harder to rehabilitate the Republican Party than the Democrats, which makes me want to vomit. From Nancy Pelosi to Joe Biden, they're all talking about, we need you, Republicans. Oh, yeah, I'll work with the Republicans. Fuck that. How could you, what they, what, what Biden needs to say is, I will work with anybody who wants to make a country work for all. But uh, what all I've seen from the right or they want to make the country work for Trump. Jesus Christ. And there again, you know, it proves my point. It doesn't matter. They don't they're not in it. For for democracy, it doesn't matter how many olive branches Joe Biden puts out there, how many reaching reach arounds across the aisle he gives. It doesn't matter. It's only gonna be one way. It will only ever be one way. American democracy cannot tolerate the prosecution of political opponents, he says. It can't tolerate what we've already tolerated. God, my name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. Guys, guys, guys. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Next week, it's going to be 8 p.m. Remember that. And remember what I say. We stick together, we win, and we will win. 
we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Soon we will be on Rockfin. And keep coming back. Join our Discord page. Buy some merch. Support liberal media. Because that's the only way we're going to win. I'll see you soon. All right. You guys. I don't know. What a show. The show uh, could have been better. But, you know, what are you going to do? We get what you pay for. <laughs> and, I mean, Jim can't do it all the heavy lifting himself. So, All right, guys. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Richard, for your super chat. And Jim again. And Stephen Lee and Covert White Rabbit and Errol Thomas, thank you so much for hanging out. I will try to do a show during the week, a show or two, only if everybody, I don't know, maybe. If you're nice to me, thank you all for hanging out. I got to go and get the show ready for Progressive Voices, and that's it. Remember what I say. It's true. We are, you know, it's, I'm not kidding. We, we will win because we're on the right side of history. And like what Martin Luther King said, the arc of history is long, but it bends towards justice. That is true. Will we be alive to see it though? Is another story. I don't know. Our work is really, truly cut out for us. Okay, guys, remember, thank you so much. Become a patron, whatever. I, you know that. And I will see you very soon. <laughs>